And now, live on FXBGPublicRadio.com is the new iTunes app. This is Below the Deck. Below the Deck. With Nick. On FXBGPublicRadio. FXBGPublicRadio. FXBGPublicRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of Below the Deck on FXBGPublicRadio.com. I'm Nick, as always, your host. Tonight, we got special guests on the phone with us all the way from Durham, North Carolina. Hip-hop journalist, Reginald Thompson. How you doing, Mr. Reg? I'm doing good, Mr. How about yourself? Oh, I'm good, as always. Um, let me get some, get some of this background music playing. There we go. Um... All right, miss. Uh, what do you want me to call you, Reg or Reginald, or what do you want to go by? You can, you can just call me Reg. All right, Reg. Um, for people out here, we're out here in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Uh, people who don't know who you are, can you just give them a little bit of rundown of uh, who you are and what you do? Uh, no problem. Okay, so I go by the name of Reg. I was born in Raleigh, North Carolina, but I'm right now I'm based in Durham, North Carolina at the moment. I am a rapper, producer, songwriter, and a hip-hop journalist as well, too currently finishing up my term in North Carolina Central University um, and yeah just love to make good music like to give good knowledge and whatnot so yeah that's awesome um, so being a hip-hop journalist I'd like to ask you do you do uh, mainstream hip-hop or uh, independent or a little bit of both I do actually a little bit of both okay so um, uh, coming up do you have do you uh, write for a magazine or or a blog or something that you're that you have for yourself well, currently at the moment, I have my own YouTube channel where I review certain albums. Mm-hmm. But at, right now, I'm actually getting my blog together called Sonic Revolution. Getting my blog together. So in the future, you'll see like a lot of more album reviews like written for that blog and whatnot, you know? Oh, so you be doing album reviews? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll play a couple tracks a little bit to see. Um, let's get into that um, later for some independent artists out here. Maybe you could review a little bit of their some of their music um, coming up. Um, let me ask you. Um, so, doing um, with the mainstream hip hop reviewing, uh, what, what's the last album that you have reviewed? Well, I actually, well, when it comes to like mainstream hip hop. Um, I know I just actually filmed a review on um, I just actually filmed a review on Red Man's Muddy Waters about this today and stuff like that and I'm actually getting ready to do actually film a review on J. Cole's For Your Eyes Only mm. and just getting some more albums reviewed um, people request me to do some reviews for the YouTube channel so I gotta circle back and look and listen to those albums and whatnot. yeah so oh you're getting in some back catalogs mm-hmm yeah, that's awesome. I just I was I was asking you that because I didn't know if you uh, have reviewed the new Kanye album, the Jesus. Oh no, King. I have not. Have you? You didn't listen to that one? No, actually, to be honest, I was not even planning on listening to it at the moment. But I know a lot of people wanted me to listen to the album. But I'm I'm not like a big fan of Kanye. But I'll I will I'll listen to the album one day. Yeah, it was just one of the big ones that people that are doing reviews have been talking about. I just wanted to see if, if you had had an opinion on it. Everyone's been getting into that. So uh, doing the reviews, what has been your favorite album that you uh, come across, uh, independent or mainstream, um, in the last you know couple months that you've been doing it? Oh, wow. Like a good album that I've actually... One good album that I know that I've actually was a favorite of mine that I reviewed... It was actually um, Little Brother's recent album, actually, um, and the, that long with a long title. And I actually loved reviewing that album. I felt that it was a very good album or whatnot. Um, even though it wasn't without Ninth One, I felt like both Fonte and Pooh definitely did their thing with that album and just carrying the weight with it. Mm-hmm. So that's dope. Um, well, with the independent stuff, too, uh, do you have any independent artists that you've reviewed that you think that people don't know about that they should go out and check out? Like, you're like, yo, this kid is going to be fire in the future. I mean, um, at the moment, I don't have, like, any new independent artists at the moment, but one artist I definitely feel like definitely needs more exposure is this cat by the name of Open Mike Eagle. 
Uh-huh. Open mic ego and stuff like that. You definitely, uh, if you like comedy and rap, it's, your, it's definitely your forte. And so I've been listening to him a lot lately. So let's go into that. So who, who do you think, um, would you say, it, as a journalist, I guess you can't be biased, but if you had to pick, who do you think would be, what's the style that you kind of like to hear? Because, you know, nowadays hip-hop is breaking down into so many categories to where you're like, this is rap, this is pop, this is just entertainment music. You know, you kind of get, like, the genres, and they're, they're kind of putting it all underneath hip-hop, which I disagree with 100%, like... And shout out to Post Malone, but like he's not a rapper. I don't, I don't feel he should be winning best rap album of the year. Do you, um, do you feel like there's a separation in in the genre right now of hip hop and what's hip hop and pop and and rock? True. I mean, the the real way I think about it is the fact that everyone these these days, they, even though they don't want to talk about getting into our culture. Somehow, some later, they will always try to infiltrate with our culture or whatnot. Now, when it comes to Post Malone, I mostly see him as mostly pop or maybe like pop R&B, but I, I definitely don't think he's hip-hop worthy. But at the same time, too, his music actually crossed over to a hip-hop audience. You right. What? Oh, sorry. Sometimes yeah. there's a delay on there. Yeah, no, I was saying you're right. You're right. That's what that's that's exactly what our guy was saying the other day. I was talking to somebody who doesn't even work in the hip hop industry, and he was like, "This is more kind of pop R and B." And I was like, "Well, you know," and that, that was my in my my argument comes back to like the uh, Little Nas X, where they were like, "Hey, he can't be on the oh, country dude. charts because he's not making country music." And I'm like, well, why can, you know, and it's not just posts, it's, there's a lot of this singy kind of, you know, this, this singy melody to it that's not what we consider, I guess, where now I'm starting to use the word rap instead of hip hop, but hip hop is the culture in general to me, where like, that hip hop was hip hop. It was rap and the whole thing, that was all part of it. Now with the singy stuff, and I'm like, this is kind of entertainment which really good music but it's more entertainment based and like rock star based of like the image and you know the music is for the masses it's not a cadence of the same way of like back when i guess like dmx and jay-z and you know a lot of the old nas and a lot of the old people were doing what they were doing with with the hip-hop and even when they had melodies it wasn't very singy it was more rappy Right. So do you feel like, I guess, do you feel like there's a disconnect kind of in, in how they're kind of branding the the genre of hip hop? <clears throat> I don't necessarily think it's a disconnect. I most just feel like with the hip hop game, they're trying to do their best to reach out to everybody and everything. And so with that being said, whenever they try to like, embrace like brand out more of hip-hop and stuff like that of course people are going to say it's going to lose its flavor because for a while hip-hop has been doing that even longer than to this day it's been doing that for years now how you have certain rappers that try to fit in with the younger demographic oh you know, they're trying to like add like a more flavor and a more pop element to their music in order for that mass appeal if you think if you get what i'm saying Right. That no, I agree. It makes it more entertaining. That's why I'm like I'm like these are guys are entertainers, but I wouldn't you know, I don't think that I miss I guess maybe there is no box is what you know, the industry is kind of boxes. Like you gotta fit into one of the boxes. Like this is rock and roll, this is R and B, this is hip hop, this is rock and roll, this is country music. You got, you know, blues and obviously jazz and those things come in. But even blues and jazz get the blurred line where you're like, these are blues and like, this is jazz music. And you're like, "Eh, kind of, there seems to be, there's a little bit of difference where maybe I think, I guess what I, I guess maybe my point is, I I think personally, and that's why you review albums and stuff. That's why I wanted to ask you about is that I, I feel like there should be more boxes added at this point in this time because, you know, we're still rolling on the old boxes from like that was that was 100% how it worked 10 years ago before YouTube before the internet before it was like super jumping that way you had to fit in one of the boxes and that's how you got played on the radio 
And that's why. What right. station are they going to play you on? That's a radio. That's a country station. That's a rock and roll station. That is a hip hop station. So it depended on that to get in the game. I, I feel like they should add more boxes. Do you? You know, you reviewing albums. Do you feel like it should be? More boxes, also like what I'm saying, like you know, like more categories, kind of like we should break yeah. it down into into like smaller categories. Maybe this guy's doing hip hop, but pop hip hop. Yes, I definitely feel like that. So that way, everybody can be included when it comes to like these nominations for Grammys, or it's like they'll get recognized more in the media. They split them more into boxes, except for just pigeonholing them into like the hip hop train, you know? Right. Cause that's the only thing I feel like that um, that kid that did the old town um, uh, what's it, Nas X or Little Nas X I think is his name. Yeah, they didn't yeah, put. Nas yeah, they took him off the country Billboard charts, and then he ran the national Billboard charts for the most consecutive year. Like he broke the record or whatever, but they they don't give him hip hop credit. And I'm like, so how is you know how is that? Because he said he was country, and the country people said he wasn't. They said he was hip hop, and then. With selling that many, he should have won all the awards. That's the number one selling album over Michael Jackson, or num longest number one at uh, longest run at number one on Billboard since I think Michael Jackson and Mariah Carey or something like that. Yeah, like, I believe so. So, like at that point, like sh I feel like you know that's why like they break it down in categories, but it's it's really weird to me how how they're kind of like separating these these things. Um, and you know it's 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 funny because you know people don't get credit too because like I got um I got Jay Lee coming on later artist of of the week um we'll have him on a little bit later and they these guys rock with a guy um, Zane who's one of one of my guys out here from Fredericksburg they do gospel hip hop and they're like they don't get accepted in the same category as awards as hip hop either even though they rap but because they what their their content is they don't get to be in the hip hop box. So I'm like, there should be more boxes. Is all I guess maybe is what I'm coming to, but you be writing about What's it. Different? So that's why I just wanted to ask somebody who you know. I feel like you re you review music a lot, so that's the whole thing. Um, I wanted to ask you about um, what is uh, coming up. What are you excited about coming out? Have you been looking into? Yeah, I know you told me you wanted to go back and do some old album reviews. Um, is there anything that's coming out in the future um, that you that you've been wanting to review? Well, I'm not going to reveal too, too much for right now, but all I'm just going to say is I'm definitely planning on doing something regarding, like, favorite hip-hop albums of this decade because I definitely feel like with the hip-hop, hip-hop this decade has been very, <clears throat> it's been very interesting, you know, a lot of styles has came out this decade, and I also want to do something on my, I also want to branch out my YouTube channel by doing stuff regarding, like, mini documentaries. I'm thinking about doing something talking about black television, black sitcoms and whatnot. So just a lot of things about trying to keep it under wraps for right now. That's what's up. Well, yeah, that's what um that's been a big topic lately is is um not just album, but artist of the decade. How many people from the last ten years? Because I guess it is the end of the decade, so that's been coming up a lot lately. Without not doing album reviews, but do you have a favorite artist you think was jumping, or maybe not even a favorite? But have you seen? Do you have a pick? Like um, I can't think. I did. They did the uh, the poll. There was like I think the top ten was like Jay Jay Z obviously is always on it. Um, Migos, Drake. Beyonce, um, who else did they have? Man, they had a lot, a lot of good artists that were on their future. They had, um, you know, Cardi, which Cardi has been coming in at the end, so I don't, I don't think that really counts. So she's not going to stand a chance in that bracket. Um, but a lot of these artists, it's just because she's late. She's really good at, you know, for the last two years, 100% been on top of the game. Um, but for 10 you know, I don't think Cardi B was out in 2010 um, to even do that. Do you have a favorite artist of the decade? Not not even about reviewing the albums, just your personal, like, yo, this guy since 2010, I feel like, was above the game. Kanye obviously was on that list, too. I know you don't like him. And um, Big Sean was on the list. Um, they had uh, Rick Ross and Meek Mills, too, on that list. 
Mm. You don't have to pick one of those people, but do you have like who do you think just personally, just you know, not a, not a not as an analyst and not as reviewing the the raps, just you personally, like who's been your favorite for the last ten? Oh, I'll have to say Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick was on that list too. That's what I forgot. Kendrick was definitely on there. Kendrick had the big one. He was he was number one for a long time. Um, 100%. He's been jumping for a while. The biggest argument that I've heard about the Kendrick one is that he only, his album, his, his one album has been jumping so hard for that time, but he, his body of work hasn't been very big based on like versus, uh, you know what I mean? They say, uh, the, the butterfly was like, you are, you know what I mean? You, I don't know. I'm not sure off the top of my head what that actual album is called. But some of butterfly. Yeah. Was number one, five years, six years in a row, like selling records. They've been selling that album had been the number one selling record, not on the billboard charts, not on other stuff, but just selling records. That record had been selling for six straight years. And they're like, that is heavy. For, you know, something of, of that genre and also of that, like, kind of art. But also, like, that that was the only argument I heard against him. It's not, I've been, we've been doing this debate with a couple of artists that we're trying to figure out. Because we're definitely going to do that on the last show of this year. We're going to see what everybody's favorite artist was of the decade. Um, just based off of personal opinions, you know, facts and personal opinions. It doesn't have to be numbers. We just want to personally, you know what I mean? Like, obviously some people sell more than other people's, but you like, you know, Beyonce sells hella records, but, you know, every Beyonce record ain't something I want to listen to. Is it right? So we're getting in, we're just getting into like the personal aspect of it. And the Kendrick one was big, but that was the only argument that I heard against him was his body of work was heavy but not large where like he didn't drop uh, multiple albums his one album was so fire that it sold so much like everybody wanted to hear that shit so much and that they they rode with that on there um but that's dope well let me ask you a question too who do you think is the most underappreciated artist of the decade Ooh. That's a, yeah. I just thought of that question right <laughs> right now. I didn't. I haven't thought about this one either. I'm thinking of one too. Um, I might have to think a little bit with this. I would one. go with Cole. I don't think people See, appreciate Cole- J. Cole as much as as he has been, and obviously he's a friend of mine from back in the day uh, since Def Jam days, but. Back before they were selling hella records and they wouldn't let us put out records and shit or let him put out records. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think people appreciate him as much as like as the, the culture is as much as he's doing, especially like you're from North Carolina. So you probably know a lot more about Dreamville than most people do, too, with Boss and, and you know, and, and Kaz and a lot of people that are out there like. He's got a couple of fire rappers that are underneath his belt too that are putting out some fire records that I don't think people hear that are not from our area. Exactly. So I feel like now people are recognizing Cole more because you know the impact of what Dreamville has done for the last couple of years. Right. But I feel like his lyrics have always been conscientious and and he's never afraid from doing it. Even like back I don't. I can't even tell you. Like right before um, Friday Night Lights, they didn't. They didn't let Friday Night Lights come out. And I'm like, yo, this is one of the dopest records I've ever heard. And they're like, nah, that ain't gonna sell. And he put that shit out on on sound or on um, Dat Piff for free. You got the most damn views of all time on there. You're like, oh shit, you don't think people would buy this? The people didn't lie. And ever since then, I think he's kind of been on, but. I don't think people appreciate the style. Um, the other person I think people, and maybe not for the whole decade, but the last five years, um, you know a guy named King Los from Baltimore? I've heard of that name before. King Los, is, he's been on the BET Cyphers. He's on the, uh, the, they got a new Netflix show with Chance the Rapper. Um, he's one of the uh, people who helps the artist. He's one of the most lyrical artists I've ever seen in real life. And, it's, I think it's just too much. Like, people don't like the, like, the more poetry side, kind of, where it's not, like, poetry, but, you know, like, the, the art of rapping and rhyming comes from the poetry where there's, like, deeper meanings where 
you know, you remember you used to go to school and you read a, the teacher read you a poem and they'd be like, what does this mean? And you'd be like, well, it was about flowers. And they're like, no, it's not about flowers. It's about dying and coming back and growing into something else. And you're like, what? Like, if you just read that to me, I wouldn't have understood that. That's not what I got from it. And like, that's what this means. And you're like, oh, shit. Now that you mention it, I see it. And I think we get a lot of that nowadays from these conscious rappers is that their lyrics kind of overwhelm the audience. Where you're like, oh, this is, you know, it just sounds like you're saying words that rhyme. And you're like, you didn't hear the message. You didn't get the metaphors. And you didn't, you know, you kind of didn't get it. Do you think... um you know, as someone who reviews albums, do you think sometimes that gets lost in um, in the popularity in the of the masses? Yes, I do sometimes. Okay. I do a feel. I do a feels get. I mean, I do feel it gets lost sometimes when it comes to like certain music and how certain music is supposed to be taken by us. But at the same time, too, certain times the new generation try to add like their own flavor towards it. And, you know, hip-hop has always been a thing about, you know, evolution and keeping up with the times and culture and stuff like that. But as long as it has integrity, that's all that matters when it comes to, you know, bringing to the force and masses of hip-hop or just putting stuff in one box, you know? Right. So do you feel, though, that goes the other way, too? So you, you're, are you a supporter of, of some of the new generation, you know, some of the stuff that people would... Uh, I guess what is the... The term is mumble rappers and and things like that of this generation of this new stuff that's coming up. Do you uh, uh, you some do you you don't as reviewing albums? Do you feel the same like? You think that that's an evolution or do you think it's a de-evolution? Maybe or maybe that's a bad term to say or you know not helping. Do you think it's helping or not helping to have some of these new guys that just have that. You know the beats are hot, and then the hook might be good, but it's a lot of dun 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 dun. dun, dun. You don't even know what anybody's saying, but you're just like, yo, I'm I'm fucking hyped because I heard this. The beat makes me excited. The hook makes me excited. I personally feel with mumble rap. I'm not really the biggest fan of mumble rap in person and stuff like that, but I personally feel like it kind of decries the culture a little bit because of the fact that it's like anybody can get on the beat not say just say some jibber jabber or just say whatever they want to say and it just all of a sudden just becomes a big hit and it makes it feel like anybody can do it and stuff like that and i just feel like mumble rap is just like an easy way just to make money off you know what i'm saying Right, yeah, it's an entertainment. That's what I that's why I keep saying like, like some of these guys are just entertainers. It's not Entertain, like yeah. I, I can respect that, but also like I, I think that's what I say. Like I think it should be taken outside of the box though, of hip hop because I don't feel like your singing song should win best hip hop album of the year or whatever. Like, you know, you you sing too much for me. Like that's a little R and B ish. It's a little bit entertaining. It's very entertaining. Everybody loves it. Like uh, you know, the shows are lit, the people, fans love it. They love the people, but I'm like, as the the culture of hip-hop in general, of being a lyricist was the whole point. MC is a master of ceremony. That just means you got the mic, you know. Hey, I can control the mic, blah, blah, blah. That ain't, it's not about even spitting rhymes. It's just controlling the crowd. And that's when it started, like, early 90s, you know. The MC, hey, they control the crowd. They got, you know, people out here that do this. But the rappers is about lyrics and your your actual lyrics to the melody of the beat. And I think that's what we got away from. And I'm not going to lie, as a producer who makes beats, I'm like, yo, it's cool for us over here. We don't get the credit like we should. But you're like, yo, this song is jumping because the beat. Like, ain't nobody even care what you say. You can say whatever you want to over this beat. They're going to jump to this in the club. So I feel like it's kind of like an easy way out for for a few people, but I feel like that's what's what's promoting hard in the industry, and maybe it could be the industry's losing a little bit based off of the fact that you know you 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 treated MC, you know you treated the the MC guys and the the rappers a different way at the beginning, and now you're like, oh shit, this is like the biggest thing right now, you know, like. I always ask people, you review, do you just review hip-hop music? No, I review um, different kinds of music as well. But I always ask people, I'm like, who's the biggest rock band out right now? 
You know, nobody ever has an answer. Like now, like not from like the nineties where you're like Radiohead or Nirvana or like I'm like right now, like I couldn't name you a band like a new band from this decade that is one hundred percent like over the top, like, yo, these people are are the biggest with a full band, rock band, you know, like biggest Taylor Swift and biggest, you know, they're like Foo Fighters. I'm like, Foo Fighters from the 90s. You know, they've been around for years, like they're killing it. And But there is no new rock. And I think everything's gone kind of poppy. And there's like this middle ground of what I keep calling entertainers, where you're like, there's an entertainment group where it's kind of, you know, rappy, kind of rocky, kind of poppy. And it's this thing. But I was like, rock bands don't exist anymore. Not the way they used to. Uh, do you feel the same way? Oh, wow. Um, I would say with rock music, compared to like the way they evolved and compared to hip-hop, I definitely feel like they have a better chance even evolving a lot more than hip-hop because of the fact that with rock art icons, like you have people like the Rolling Stones and then you got people like... Um, What's their names? What's their names like? You know, people like, um, yeah, you know, so on, so on. They they still selling off tours, still selling off stadiums or whatnot. And at the same time, too, you know, you still have that dedicated fan base still supporting them, and you know, they're still acting their age. Whereas, whereas you know, with the hip hop crowd, let's just say when it comes to a hip hop legend, certain times, certain times, like they don't even want to get their support from their loyal fan base because they want to do what they have to do to keep keep you know up with the times and that's why like most of the stadium is either filled with white people or just you know mixed mixed races and stuff like that you know and i just feel like it's just all about the dedication of the artists and the legacy pretty much yeah i agree that sounds dope um so um what do you want to tell people what do you got uh you got some stuff coming up oh also we need to get what is your youtube channel well, my YouTube channel is called um, Reg Reviews. You can just follow me on YouTube at Reg Reviews. And Reg you can reviews. also also follow me on Twitter, RealReg1, and Instagram, uh, MC Reg Music. So, yeah, you can follow me on those three platforms right there. That's super dope. Um, you got anything coming up that you want people to look out for? Oh, yes, yes. I definitely got some new music coming very soon, possibly by the end of the year up to early 2020. I just dropped a new song called If I Was Your Nigga. You can follow that on, you know, all platforms, located on all platforms and whatnot. So check it out. Oh, so oh, I forgot you did mention that. Sorry, they put me, they, I got my notes down here. I put hip hop journalist. I forgot you did just say that to me. Um, so you've been, how long have you been um, in uh, making music? Making music since about 2013. 2013. Um, you had any exciting adventures along that way? Um, you know, I've performed at a few open mics, performed at a few gigs, like around the North Carolina area. And at this moment, right now, I'm just trying to get my latest project together. Is at the mixing and mastering, mixing and mastering stage at the moment. It's going to be called Raw, and it's going to stand for Reggie at War, or you can just simply call it Raw as it is. You know. Oh, uh, that's what's up. So you got the double meaning behind it. So that's the real yeah. writing stuff. Come back to the writer stuff. Um, and you said so. You do. Um, you say you do production too, right? Yes, I do do production. And so, what would you say um, is your favorite? Um, what would you say is your favorite thing to do out of being a reviewer, a artist, and a producer? What What's your? Uh, what do you think is your like? What's your favorite one? that you like to get into if you had to pick yeah. obviously you know everybody always says oh i love to do them all but you know one of them is more you know whatever you got a little bit more like oh i'm i want this one more than that one well to be real i definitely have to say i like to write music and you know just make music a lot more because of the fact that i feel like it's my personal story being told being told by myself and just the way i orchestrate it I orchestrated to where I wanted to be. I definitely feel like making music is definitely a passion, you know. Right. That's what's up. Do you um do you write for other artists or do you just write for yourself? 
I mean, I write for myself primarily, but I, I don't mind writing for other artists as well. If people wanted to find your music, do you have any um, music out right now? Yes, I do. I got some music out right now, like all Spotify. You know, I got it, of course, in Apple Music. And I'm also going to um, put some, I'm also going to re-release some older works, you know, to try to remaster them a little bit. And so I put them on all my YouTube and all my platforms. So everyone stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for everything like that, you know? Yeah. What's your YouTube channel? It's just called um, Reg Reviews. And Reg you'll Reviews. see a picture of me. Yeah. And they can find your music on there too. Um, I'm going to definitely put some more music on that YouTube channel because I'm actually in reconstruction. I'm trying to like rebrand everything at the moment as well, too. So once I drop this new project, there's going to be like a lot more changes coming soon. That's dope. Um, let me ask you a question personally. If uh, We were talking about the boxes. If you had to put your music in one of the boxes, what would you consider your uh, your style of music to be? You know, as we were talking about the rock and the rap and hip hop and do you have a, a box you think you, you know, what box would you think that you would fit best in if you had to pick one? Obviously, you want to be everywhere, but if you had to pick one, what do you think your music fits best into? Definitely fits best with hip-hop, you know, as a very authentic style of hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? Um, once in a while, I might have some influences regarding some poetry or even some R&B music, but if you guys look at my music or you listen to my music, you'll automatically know that hip-hop is always going to be in full-out display while you're listening to it or experiencing it. That's what's up. So, well, that's dope. Um, you got anything else that you want to mention? Well, thank you so much for having me for this interview. Oh, man, we appreciate you for coming on, man. This is It, it was definitely an honor to have you. Um, we definitely love to to get outside and see, you know, what everybody's doing um, out here. So, um, for one more time for everybody, before we jump off here, we got to get to the artist of the week. We got Jay Lee coming on. Um, he's out there in Tennessee doing his college work. Um, but he's about to jump on for a second here, play a play a little song and get on to his. Um, but for um, Reginald Thompson, or Reg, sorry. But Reginald Thompson, make sure you guys look him up. Um, do you give uh, one more time. Can you give everybody just your information where they can find you if they want to check you out? All uh, right, no problem. Y'all can check me out on Twitter. My Twitter name is going to be Real Wet, Real Reg One, and I'll repeat: it's going to be Real Reg One, R E A L R E G Number One. Y'all can follow me on Instagram, MC Reg Music at MC Reg Music on Instagram. And y'all can also follow me on YouTube called Reg Reviews. I repeat, Reg Reviews on YouTube. So that's super dope, man. Man, thank you a lot, Reggie. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, also check out my latest song, If I Was Your Nigga, on all streaming services. Check out my latest song at the moment, If I Was Your Nigga. Yes. And that's on Spotify. I'm going to go download it. I got the uh, unlimited Spotify. Shout out Spotify. Getting that, getting that unlimited service. They let you download everything. So hopefully, give me some sponsors, Spotify. But also make sure you check out, um, make sure you check out Reginald on there, Reginald Thompson. Obviously, if you if you can't figure out what uh, his name, if you just type in anybody's real name, it'll come up uh, underneath their music. So make sure you guys check that out on all your streaming platforms. We got the new song out. Um, what else we got? You got something? Um, Dropping before the end of the year now. Um, I might have this project. Well, if I finish up this project, you know, I might drop it before the end of the year. But at the same time, I'm gonna let time be. I'm gonna let patience take a hold of me this time. You know. Yes, sir. Yeah, I just want to make sure we didn't leave anything out before we, uh, before we got you out of here. Man, thank you a lot for being on the show, man. We really appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you again for having me on the show. Oh, yeah, man. Reginald Thompson, man, on the show. Um, it's FXBG below, uh, FXBGPublicRadio.com below the deck. I'm Nick, as always, man. We're about to get into our artist of the week. We got some new music coming in. Oh, well, I have this second, actually. Should I do some shameless promotion? And that would be... December 14th, we got the Christmas party, the Fredericksburg 
publicradio.com. Well, you can say .com, but FXBG Public Radio. Christmas Community Party is going to be December 14th at Spencer Devon Brewery. That's going to be at 7 o'clock starting. And you guys can check out some live music there. They got some DJs coming in. All your favorite hosts from your favorite FXBGPublicRadio.com shows should be in that building. I will be there at some point after the Grizzlies game. So I'll probably show up around like 9. I think Zane will be in the building. Madman as always. Which is not his name, but Madman Lowercase. The Madman Lowercase. Check that out on YouTube also. If you want to see a cool video that we ended up posting. He's going to post a cool video. We got like two of them from the earlier show. Um, Freshburg Grizzlies are going to be um, back in action December 7th. Over at Riverbend High School, that game starts at 7 p.m. Make sure you guys come out there. They got the pop-up stands. They're going to be giving away... Your Black Friday deals because we did not have a Saturday game or uh, this week. So, home game. All the local vendors will be out to make sure you can get you uh, some discount. Um. So, with that being said, let me get into the next um, artist. We got artist of the week, Jay Lee. I'm gonna play this song for him. We gonna see if we can. Um, Get him out here. But this is Jay Lee. We got this artist of the week. It's fxbgpublicradio.com. I'm Nick as always. Tell me what's the move 
what the fuck we doing, bruh? Tell me what's the move. Are we going anywhere? Tell me what's the move. You know that bitch is stopping stare. Tell me what's the move. Tell me what the fucking move is. Tell me what's the move. Artist of the week this week, man. Jay Lee in the building on the phone with us all the way from Tennessee. What's up, Jay? Yo, what's up? What's up? How y'all doing? Oh, man. We good. Good. Good out here, man. We just out here kicking it. Man, what's the move? Ooh, tell me what's the move. Man, the move is we trying to do big things. Hey, shout out my bro, my bro Zane and Jack Johns out there. They tuning in right now. Tuning in, man. Them. Yes, sir. Yeah, they tuning in right now. My boy, ninety-seven on the beat and on the say, song, he yeah. fire. I was about to say you gotta shout out your you gotta shout out your ninety-seven producer uh, on that yes, beat. Sir. Yo, got that you. is that's got the you. move. That 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 song go hard, man. We was fucking yeah, with that. I appreciate it, man. Man, it was a crazy story. What happened with that song, bro? Go ahead, get into it, man. Let's talk yes, about sir. it. Hey, he sent me the beat and he was like, "Hey, let me see what you can do with it." And I was like, all right, bet. So I was wondering, does anybody have the beat, you know, had the beat before that? He was like, somebody did, but they wasn't able to make a song out of it or try to make a thing. I was like, I can too. Let's see what <laughs> we can do about it. Let's go. Tell me what's the move. And that's, yeah, that's where so it then, went. Yeah, so then, like, I was trying to think of something to write about. And I was thinking, what's the move? And me and my homies are in the car. You know, we rolling up and stuff. And that's when we all say, what's the move? Just all in just all in sync. And we looked at each other like, what? Yeah. So that's when I, I put it in I put it in my notepad so I couldn't forget the lyrics, bro. Because I was like, hey, what's the move? What's the move? That's going to be hard. He said, what's the move? That's the hook right there. Yep. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. It, how many people you know that's going to ask you, you're going to ask like all your people is what the move is? Because everybody's trying to figure out what they're trying to do all the time. You feel me? Every night. That's all you say to the homies. Yeah, what's the move? Yeah, you know. If you I make sure people had that flavor. Make sure people remember those lyrics. Because every time I'm walking around campus at MTSU, I always have people come up to me and be like, hey, what up, Jay Lee? What's the move? Dang. <laughs> That's where you at, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay Lee in the building, man, all the way from Tennessee right now. Where are you from uh, originally? I know you're out there at Central Tennessee, right? T Central Tennessee. Yeah, State. I'm, in, I'm in Tennessee right now for college, but I'm I'm from you know Radcliffe, Kentucky. It's like Ooh. 45 minutes outside of Louisville, Kentucky. It's pretty cool, but I mean, it gets bad too. So I had to I had to leave up out of there and you know figure out how to start this music career because there ain't really nothing there, Radcliffe. Yeah, I can feel that. So now you in college, are you doing the uh, audio engineering up there in Central Tennessee? Yeah, I do. I was at uh, Art Institute before, and then I transferred MTSU like three semesters ago. So it was kind of like last year back in August. Uh -huh. But like ever since then, I've been putting out like just so many songs, and they, they've been fire. And like I have a lot of unreleased stuff, so I bump them in my car from time to time and be like, damn, people are going to feel this when it comes out. Shout out my boy AJ Taylor for mixing the master and all my stuff. He's fire at it. Yeah, man, that's super dope. I also want to shout out Kentucky because I'm going to tell you a funny story because I know Zane listening to this. Um, I swore for some reason when he told me that he was in Tennessee that he was in Kentucky. Just in my mind, I was like, man, you were in Kentucky. He was telling me like he was further south than we're out here in VA. So I was like, you ain't further right. south than VA. I was like, Kentucky is right there in my mind <laughs> yeah. but i kept saying like he keeps telling me tennessee and for some reason i was like kentucky's not below virginia and then he's like yo i'm talking about tennessee and i was like oh shit <laughs> so shout out yeah, my he's a homie though. shout out zane yes shout out zane, bro. zane floating world um zach on the videos and stuff doing all that stuff man everybody we got some big news coming for next year but um into Definitely. some of um into some of your stuff um so um people who want to find jay lee uh, music and some of the stuff you've been bumping and maybe some of the stuff you haven't released but um obviously some of the stuff that you have released you got some of that out on the youtube or on the spot i do I, on the youtube world subscribe to my youtube jay lee that's all you got to look up jay find lee. me on google how spotify uh, title how do you spell how you spelling jay lee because obviously it could be three two three definitely ways. so jay lee j-a-y space l-e-i that's L -E -I. all you gotta look up not like Bruce Lee, like Jay Lee, L E I. Yeah, L E I. 
No Y, no I, nah. Not two E's. <laughs> right. Jay Lee, he's not He's not doing, oh, maybe he's doing karate on the beats, maybe, you know? And <laughs> hey, we kicking out these bangers, you already know. Yeah, right. That's what's and I up. already have a music video as well, if y'all want to check that out on YouTube. Is that's on the Jay Lee? Jay. Um, yes, sir. Same page. It. It's from my distance music video. A lot of people like like that too. It's a vibe. Who um who shot this video for you? You said who shot the video? Yeah, I just wanted to so shout it's out my to boy. Your it's my boy Will. My boy Will that I used to go to Art Institute with. He got like you wouldn't believe he only got one leg and he was doing all the crazy edits and crazy angles and stuff. I was like, he's a man. That's what's up. So yeah, his name's Will, but he goes by Mono Legacy Films. He's hard. He's he goes by what? Mono Legacy Films. Mono Legacy Films. Yes, sir. And you said he has one leg. He has one leg. Is that a like, play? Like Is a, that a play because of the legacy? Yeah, he got like a he got like another leg that he uses so he can walk around and stuff. But it's amazing how he was able to get certain angles he could. Because I was like, wow, that's that's great, bro. Yeah, man, that's amazing, man. That's awesome. And that, so that's your your newest um, single, I guess, or whatever you would call it. Out, it's out. been out for a minute. It came out, uh, I believe, last year because I've been just trying to get this project going, and this project is going to be something big. Hopefully, and you know, people like it and stuff. But I mean, I played it for people around me, and you know, they like it and stuff. So I'm pretty sure other people are going to like it too. The mess. Yeah, and you're out there at Central Tennessee, right? Definitely. I'm in. Uh, I'm in Central Tennessee right now. But you go to school out there. Yep, uh, MTSU. I don't even know if that's Central or not. I think it is. Yeah, that's what the C stands for. <laughs> Zane says it to me all the time, which is why it threw me off when I thought he lived in Kentucky. I was like, motherfucker, you live in Kentucky. He's like, I told you Tennessee like 12 times. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Southern Tennessee. I don't know. Either way, Probably. wherever you go, you're going to college out there um, at your school, whatever the hell the, the numbers stand for. It's really funny that you don't know, though. You definitely should. But <laughs> right. uh, no, I don't care. The, the thing there. is, yeah, right. Um, are you going out there for music, though, also, in the music program? Yes, sir. Um, for recording industry commercial songwriting. So um, how long have you been making music before you started to uh, hit the college scene? Um, I've been doing it since I was in, like, middle school because we had, like, a little group, but it wasn't, like, serious until I was, like, a, you know, junior, senior in high school around, like, 2014, 2015, and that's when I was like, I really want to do this, so I got to be focused and start grinding. Right. So for inspiring artists who are coming up for the younger generation that might have that opportunity, do you um could you could you point out a few things that you think are maybe a little bit beneficial that you've learned from actually going, you know, hey, I started as I want to be a musician and then now I'm going to school to learn about the ins and outs of the business. Do you uh can you give people a few pointers on just you know, a few things that you think you've learned, maybe, or just like advice you would give them that you think you're benefiting from that uh, hitting the hitting the school scene and not just right. jumping straight uh, into the game. Uh, I'll definitely say uh, keep up, you know, the work and stay consistent because that's what Tay Key told me when I met him at this football game when he was on campus, and I was asking him what did he, you know what aspiring artists like me should you know do you know, to keep moving on. And he was telling me to stay consistent. So, so that's definitely a huge one. And then the second one I had to say, I don't, you don't always need to depend on everybody to help you out because not everybody's going to be there to help you out. Because I did a lot of things by myself, like self-distribute, make the cover art, put the songs up, promote it by myself. I've actually mixed like old, you know, SoundCloud songs. That's like on my old account and stuff like that. You got to just like learn how to do all that by yourself because not everybody's going to be there for you. So you got to learn how to, you know, have certain skills in different, you know, places in that aspect. And then I think one more thing I'll say is definitely like respect your own craft and respect everybody else's craft because everybody may not be good, but, you know, they're trying to be better and they could be the next man to, you know, top you off and, you know, just knock you off the charts or something. You know what I mean? Because right. if you respect everybody, everybody's going to respect you. And I've learned that down the road, too. Well, yeah, that's the biggest thing I always tell people is that you... I always tell people when they think because, you know, of our position and how long we've been here, they're like, hey, what do I do to make it? And I'm like, I can't tell you what to do to make it. I can tell you what you're doing that's going to make you not make it. 
And there is no thing because, like, you'd have brought me some of the other music, like some of the new school, like music that I I don't consider to be as as hip hoppy as I would like it to be, you know. And right. I would be like, yo, that's no. I would have said no in a meeting. You brought me this. I don't want to record that. And some of these guys sell millions of records. So I'm right. like, at this point, I'm like, yo, it's not for me to decide. You know, it's not a talent show. When you come to the studio and, you know, we're trying to do label deals, like, it's not a talent show. Hey, I really like this. This was my favorite song. Your favorite song could be by somebody who doesn't understand the business, which is the it factor to me. That's what I tell everybody. It's not about, like, the actual... It is about the process of you making music and wanting to be an artist, but the it factor is you understanding the business and knowing what, you know, being able to take direction and doing things that are outside of the box and outside of your comfort zone. And that's, that's the it factor is just understanding how business works. This is the way it works. I know what you want to do, but if you want to do that, we have to do this first. And I think that's a big thing. Um, do you think I know one more thing? Uh, I know one more thing. I'll say that people definitely gotta like if they're trying to get out there is to make sure everything is tip top shape, like your product. Make yes. sure that you already have a song mix and master to release. Make sure you got a video for it before you even put out the song. That's what I think. So I've been doing that a lot more, you know, than ever. Because if you keep putting out music videos, people are gonna keep clicking on it and keep trying to check you out and see visuals. Because I'm a visual type person. If I if I look at a song and someone send me a song and be like, hey, check this out, I'll be like, okay, cool. Do they have a music video or something? And they'll be like, no. I'll be like, okay, I'll check it out, you know, whenever I can. But if they have a music video, I'm going to check it out right then and there because I want to see what where their creativity comes from, where it comes from, like, you know, what the vision is. So right. definitely, like, focus on trying to do more for one song instead of trying to put a bunch of songs out with nothing else to, you know, leverage off of. So definitely make sure your stuff is professional, too. It doesn't have to be big budget, but there's people out there I know, and there's people out there that everybody else knows, that you could get some good shots with, like, good videographers that are out there. You just got to look for them. 100%. Um, that's I'll, I'll go into um, two things about that. One, I 100% about being professional and having your shit together that is how you get a deal nobody is going to sign i'm telling you this based off of talking and i'll tell you i was not about to say this but northeast directional manager of of def jam was wise mcgriff whenever i was working there i stand outside just talking to him a guy comes up and is like hey can you listen to my cd and he handed him a mm-hmm. CD, and this guy's looking at this, and he's standing outside of his Bentley Coupe in Richmond, Virginia, that has New York tags on. Obviously, they're from New York. Um, but I was just painting a picture. Um, he's looking at a CD, and he was like, hey, my man, let me ask you a question. And he was like, if you were doing a job interview and you handed somebody your resume, would you write it in crayon? And he was like, nah. And he's like, so why would you hand me a CD that has marker written on it? And it was like, oh, and he's like, you know, it costs $50 to get CDs pressed. It costs $50 to get CDs pressed. He's like, with your name on it and all your information and everything, you could find somewhere to get this pressed. How will we invest, you know, $100,000 into you and you're not even going to spend $50 on yourself? Mm-hmm. which is like one of the illest things I've ever heard. And which brings me to my other point about this. If you're out there as an independent artist, it's just free advice. If you're out there with $200 Jordans on a fucking $200 Gucci shirt and a hundred dollar Gucci belt on, and someone asks you for your business card and you don't have any, get the fuck out of here, dog. You know, you can get a 500 cards at Vista print for fucking Ten dollars, sixteen bucks. <laughs> you got a you got a two hundred dollars shoes on, and you don't have fucking business cards. What do you? What is your mindset? Are you Man, playing? Hopefully, they searchable on Google or something. No, who who fucking ain't no label exec gonna look for you on Google? That's the thing. They ain't gonna do that. You send them your stuff. That's how right. it works. They're not chasing you down. It's not a thing like that. Like people the watch only way too much TV. You down is if you already got a buzz going and they trying to make some money off you. They still don't chase you down. You have to send that shit to them, and that's why. Oh shit, you got a hundred thousand. That's that was the big other thing. That is one hundred percent what the labels want already. 
You have to have a hit now, and the first deal they give you is a 90-day deal to produce another one. Oh, you got 100,000 views. You got a million views on this video. Dope. We'll put that out. I need, in 90 days, I need you to give me another video, another song that can get a million views. Right. There's literally, like, the smallest deals that you start off with, and they don't, people don't understand that. Like, oh, I'm just going to get signed and make a whole bunch of money. Nah. They're going to give you the money. They'll give you a little bit of money to make your next record, but if you don't have that hit in 90 days, you don't got a deal anymore. So it's like a process, and, and you know, I, I 100% agree with what you had to say. I also wanted to ask you, though, um, being in college and doing the classes after already starting to, like, you know, you've already kind of been around the business a little bit before. Um, do you think it's beneficial for you, you know, as an artist to go learn kind of the ins and outs of the, you know, the kind of what's going on around you instead of just making the music and in the studio, but with the, like, oh, shit, this is how business is run. Do you think yeah, it's I beneficial for be kind of doing the classes? I think it would be very important because uh, some of those, some of the professors that, you know, we have as, you know, teachers and stuff that teach us a lot of stuff, they do want to, like, show us how the business works. And there's people out there that, you know, learns, that, you know, they teach other artists how to read contracts and stuff. So that's what I'm trying to figure out, Right. you know, how to find one of these professors because I've been talking to one of my other professors that knows somebody that knows how to read contracts. So I'm going to get with him soon. I know how to so read contracts. I can contracts. learn about that. You got a contract, send it to me. I'll read it. I'll explain okay. it to you in dumbed down form. <laughs> You'd be like, listen, don't do that. it because of this, because that's the whole thing. The thing about contracts, and it's not everybody in the industry is shady, but big industry is 100% shady because the way they word things is to, that's the biggest thing. They word it to it to where it is appealing to you. To where you've seen certain words that you do understand, and you say, oh, money, my name, mm -hmm. money. Oh, shit, yeah, I want to sign this deal because I'm about to get money. And then and the other stuff that you didn't understand was like, oh, by the way, we get 70% off your finals, and you don't get any masters, you don't own your actual music if we sell it to a commercial. And that's, make... where they, that's where they get you. And that's, yeah, it's a big thing because that's the biggest one. The first thing on the contract is your name, and then how much money they offer you. And then all down the rest. But after that, dude, you say your name and $100,000. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be, in a, mm -hmm. even with the $10,000 deals, you're going to be like, yo, that's, oh, shit, $10,000? Hell yeah. I mean, I'm you signing. Really think about it, it's not a lot in the long run. No, not when someone's making, you, you got to always think about business is what I always say. And I always use Beyonce as an example for this one because she's a huge seller out, right? She sells out Madison Square Garden no matter what, right? Mm -hmm. They pay her, what, $10, $10 million maybe, but probably less than that. You know, I'm just making up numbers. But if you're paying Beyonce $10 million to come in your building, that means that building is making at least double that money. If not right. more off of that. That's what a lot of artists don't understand when they're like, I want to get paid or how do you get paid? Like you have to be able to generate more money into the places that are hiring you. No one's going to mm -hmm. pay you $10 million if they didn't make 10 million plus. So that's a big thing about learning about your deal. The reason people hire you is because you're making them money. And it's not the thing you should focus on about getting more, but like there's a reason if somebody's offering you small change or even large change there's a bigger like that's why you should get into the business side because who's making money off of merch who's making money okay so there's there's a like okay i'll take the 10 mil but you're leaving 15 mil on the table where you don't even got none of your hands in that and that's based off of you mm -hmm. so that's a big thing always that i always try to tell artists is to pay attention to why people want to sign you because if you're not independent and people are offering you money, they plan on making money off of you, which is how the game works. 100% they should be able to make money off you, but you should know the difference of how much money they're making off of you versus how much money they pay you. Because sometimes okay. it doesn't translate, you know, the same way. Hell yeah, I'll take $10 million. And you're like, wait, you made 25? Like, how the fuck? We made $35 million and I only got 10? Like, damn, mm. I should have worked out. A, you know what I mean? And I'm using high scales and high celebrities. Obviously, right. on a smaller level, it doesn't work that way. But it's more important on a smaller level because, hey, I'm getting paid 150 bucks. Somebody's making 500 bucks. You're like, wait a minute. We should have been splitting that shit. 
you know, there's a difference between a hundred bucks and you know, and five hundred, and that, and right. on the small level, you know, in the big level, I guess if you're making ten million dollars, you're like, fuck it, make your fucking fifteen, bitch. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, I'll take the ten and go. Hey, I'll be good. Though. Makes sense. But yeah, with the little levels. Um. Oh shit, we're right here at the end, man. I was, um. We got Jay Lee on the phone. Oh, man, we have you back on, man. We got to get you back on. We got another guy from Tennessee coming on next week, too. So maybe we'll try to get you back in um, for a little bit if you got some time next Tuesday. All right, Um, that's a bet. You know, I got time. I'm going to shout y'all out. I love y'all, man. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm going to post all the stuff on there later on tonight. But make sure you give everybody, man, Jay Lee, Artist of the Week, um, out there in Tennessee. He's from Kentucky. But give everybody your uh, YouTube one more time so you go out there and check out these videos. J Lee, J A Y space L E I. J Lee, man, go check him out on the YouTube, uh, Spotify, and all those other things. Check out these new records that's coming out. Man, thank you for being on the show, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate it as well. Yes, sir, man. Thank you, everybody, for being on the show, man. It's the end of the episode. Um, make sure you guys go out Saturday, December 7th. Check out the Frenchburg Grizzlies, your professional ABA basketball team. I'll be announcing, as always, December 14th, your FXBGPublicRadio.com um, Christmas community party starting at 7 p.m. at Spencer Devon. It's free for charge. I am Nick, as always. Madman's over there. Make sure you guys check out Shock Monkey Radios, the Madman Lowercase on YouTube. You guys can see some cool videos we got this week, actually. So, see you guys next time.